Hello and welcome to the SpacePod podcast. Today I am going to introduce to you the topics I'll be talking about and uh, give you a spoiler warning when one of the topics are gonna be talked about. <laughs> and if you don't know who I am, I am the temporary host, Exotic Owl. Temporary host because, well, Spacer is busy and that's the gist of it, so I am alone. Now, <laughs> Let me introduce to you the topics of today's episode. I am going to be talking about the cancellation of Fate, the Wink Saga, Warrior Nun, because obviously, FNAF lore, again, and The Barbarian, mainly my reviews and thoughts. So let's get right into it. First things first, let's get Fate, the Wink Saga out of the way, because I I'm honestly glad it got cancelled. Um, I don't know who casted these characters, but they kind of whitewashed a couple of characters, and I did not like that. I refused to watch the show, and by that I mean I think I did watch like a little bit of the first episode, and I just I couldn't. I, I I hated it, you know. I just I just hated it. So yeah, I do feel bad for the actresses themselves themselves because well it's it's really not their fault i don't think i mean they they're the ones that got casted they didn't they were just looking for their next job or the job that would get them into other jobs you know so i don't i don't blame them i don't know what was happening in the production side or pre-production side so um yeah there's that that show got canceled and many other shows actually have been getting canceled like Westworld, I believe that canceled before they could even do their proper ending that they had planned, which I think would be their fourth and final season, like they planned. But the Warner Brother Discovery freaking merger made that not possible. And yeah, see, this is another reason to hate that merging thing. I hate it. I hate it so much. In other good news. Let's talk about Warrior Nun. <laughs> the cast has been posting photos on Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram. And uh, these are photos that aren't seen in either of the trailers. And if you want me to go more in depth with that, you can actually watch my video about it on Story Debrief. It is more visual and you'll understand everything that I'm saying. So yeah, I am, I am super excited for season two and which is why I, I I can mention it as many times as I want in this podcast because I'm alone I am alone and no one can say anything to me and yeah sadly this episode of the podcast is a bit shorter than all the other ones because I'm alone and not much has happened there is one thing that did happen Netflix, I believe, is going to be announcing some things soon on the, the, the day this episode releases. So on the next episode, hopefully on Thursday and not Sunday, but if it has to be Sunday, it'll be Sunday again. But I, yeah, I'll be talking about all those Netflix-related news in that episode. Sadly, not in this episode, but you could follow the SpacePod podcast on Twitter if you want to... S- see all the tweets we retweet and things that we quote retweeted about um those announcements that will be coming soon and one of those announcements is going to be uh stranger things related and arcane and i believe 
the squid game yeah be be on the lookout out on our twitter you know or on my own twitter at the exotic owl i'll most likely be tweeting things there so yeah um that is it on warrior nun and netflix related things yeah you could you could watch you could watch warrior nun related content on my channel called story debrief on youtube all right anyways yeah that's it (laughs) next is five nights at freddy's yeah i'm gonna be talking a bit about the lore and such why well because matpat actually released a video recently and it talks about how the whole thing that we knew we we thought we knew about the lore is is most likely wrong and if you have no idea what i'm talking about let me explain or you could go watch the video and matpat will explain but basically the premise is the fact that in help wanted we do see um in the beginning one of the things that we see that we all believe was just like a meta joke or something you know uh, i even thought it uh, thought it was a meta joke when i started playing the game like i'm like i like this scene so much because it's so funny but i don't think it's a joke <laughs> i think i think it's actually part of the lore like actually actually like it's an indie gamer created the games for the company but the company doesn't claim that they hired him instead they they like say this they just like he's an indie gamer so they're not gonna you know claim him or anything like that because of the reputation that they gave him that he gave them so yeah basically i feel like i'm not explaining this right so basically those four first games were are the games that the indie gamer created himself and that there is something more sinister going on but not the way we think it is like possessed children that all comes from the mind of this indie gamer which in the book yes in the book tales of the pizzaplex that got released i think in september in the book matt pat says that it reads that this guy is probably getting all these illusions and hallucinations or not even probably is getting these illusions and hallucinations because of the sound disc the sound disc that sort of like makes cameras uh glitch out and everything like it 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 gets distorted and we see that in security breach as well so vanessa or vanny probably has that disc too and he is and and that's why we see freddy's cameras like start distorting and getting just like glitchy this 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 explains that connection and that aspect and what vanny is it's the fact that well vanny has the the illusion disc and since this indie gamer had this illusion disc he was hallucinating a bunch of bunch of other things and he was practically going crazy at that point because he was having nightmares and that's why all four games are pretty inconsistent because they're all coming from this one indie gamer who actually doesn't know what happened in Freddy Fazbear. And Freddy Fazbear hired this guy to make games to put their reputation back up. But, well, instead, I don't think it worked. I think it sort of backfired on them. Or it did work. Or I don't know. Who knows? Honestly, I'm, I'm just so confused. But I guess it does explain some questions that we have. And honestly, yeah, I'm not a fan of this theory, but 
it it does make sense it it makes complete sense and at the same time i do like it because now you, you don't know what's true or what's not because now we have an unreliable narrator which is like a, a thing that i like so much i i like stories with unreliable narrators because you just don't trust anything you see at that point it's great it's great i don't know i don't know about you but i think it is great <laughs> But anyways, so yeah, this guy is hallucinating all these things, so he probably knows what happened at Freddy Fazbear, but not to the extent that the company knows. So he just made up some things along with the hallucinations that he's been having. He added that into the game. From the first game to the fourth game, we don't know what's real. We don't know what's we we don't know what exactly happened. We don't know if the bite of 87 or 83 actually happened. So if anything, all those things were probably dramatized. So maybe something a little lighter happened? I highly doubt that, honestly. I think murder did happen. Murder definitely happened at this Fazbear company. We just don't know what type of murder it was, if that made any sense. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, if you want to hear a more in-depth and less opinionated um recap of that video you can you can you can go check out game theory i like i like their videos their videos are nice so now on to possibly the longer part of this video so spoiler alert ahead for the barbarian if you have not watched it i actually recommend that you go watch it but um it is not for people who easily get scared of gore i guess or disgusted by gore yeah it is not for it's not it's not for those people that is all i'm going to say on that but other other than that i think you you, you should definitely watch the video yourself not the video <laughs> you should definitely watch the movie yourself i think it's a i i, I personally really really like it it's a it's a great movie in my opinion and that is why I am going to talk about it. So, without further ado, let me get into my thoughts and review, I guess. So, like I said, spoiler alert for Barbarian starting now. Okay, so, Barbarian. The cuts, the scenes, the way the story was told was so good, in my opinion. I, I didn't think I would actually like something more than I like the Blair Witch in all honesty. The Blair Witch has been my top favorite horror movie for the longest because it just it was it was unique and I like sort of that analog feel horror thing so yeah. Blair Witch was my top favorite movie and now it's The Barbarian. So yeah The Blair Witch is now my second favorite movie so there's that and more specifically horror movies because well other movies I, it's like i could categorize each movie that i like and make a list but if i were to do an all-time favorite movie that i cannot do i can't choose i, I can't do that can't do that to myself <laughs> so yeah anyways the barbarian isn't like your typical horror movie it doesn't also straight up tell you the story of the characters you get the bits and pieces slowly hence the cuts to one scene to another and I think the cuts were done so well in my opinion. It just gave it more uh, suspense. The dialogue at the beginning with Keith and Tess 
it really starts off like some weird romance movie but then you just start to notice things like weird things start to happen and you see Tess notice it too and you're totally in this point of view of Tess you're like seeing what Tess sees which is which is what's supposed to happen the movie didn't even feel short or long it was a good length in my opinion I was captivated the whole time and at the same time, I did have to pause the movie a bit because, well, I had to digest what the hell just happened in front of my eyes, you know? It, I was like, holy fuck, what is, what is going on? <laughs> but yeah, so I'm glad I got to watch it in my room in the dark. No, I lied. I wasn't in the dark. It would have been 10 times scarier if I was in the dark. I had my lamp on. I was like tempted to turn off everything, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> Anyways, the monster that gets introduced was actually created by another monster, which uh, I don't think you ever see in horror films. But then again, I haven't watched many to be a complete expert on this. But still, the fact that the serial killer, or that I believe was a serial killer, or possibly even a serial rapist, is the one to kill himself, and he was straight up rotting in that room, the monster that he created never goes near there. In that scene where um, AJ, the jerk, goes into that room or finds that room, the monster uh, basically is chasing him, but then notices where he's at, so she starts to back away. And he enters the room, easy peasy. And then he sees that guy, and he then knows what he did, and he's like, what the hell, what's wrong with you, right? And this guy did not talk at all. This guy just grabbed the gun, and shot himself. His mind has basically deteriorated, dude. And he's the one that created that monster. A monster created a monster. You see where I'm getting at with this? <laughs> but yeah, this shows how messed up the monster's brain is. And how fucking messed up his own brain is. Like, what the hell is wrong with that dude? Like, we don't even know exactly what he did. But we just know that based on AJ's reaction literally the jerk that he is, based on his reaction and the sounds we hear coming out of that TV, we literally don't see what's happening. He's recorded everything, but we don't see anything. AJ sees it and reacts like that. So all we knew at that point was that he was fucking messed up and he just shoots himself. That's it. That's the end of the story on this guy. As for the monster, like I said, her brain is completely messed up. So how could she know any better? Because as we learn later on, the homeless guy tells us how she came to be. How that guy is messed up. He kidnapped women, kept that woman, that woman inside his freaking basement hellhole and had sex with her, made her get birth. That girl grew up and then the cycle repeats from there and keeps going and going until she came to be. And actually, her messed up brain is what leads to her demise and ultimately leads to Tess, Tess's escape. As for AJ, the complete and total asshole that he is, um, which actually I did get conflicted at one point, which is the setting, which was setting a pretty uh, low bar, but he didn't even, he, he didn't even meet that bar, man. I was conflicted. I thought he would, like, at least do one good thing. But then he doesn't. And I'm like, god 
damn it, dude. What is wrong with you, man? I hated that guy. But it definitely did. I feel like it did add a lot to the story. Somehow, Keith and AJ just made sense in that story. Talking about Keith, he seemed like a nice guy, but ultimately is a guy that didn't listen and died. Tess, although not thinking logically and having such a good and genuine heart, thankfully survives, but did try helping Keith and AJ and tried getting help, but no one listened, knew instantly or possibly started to notice slowly how the monster reacted. We can't even tell how long she has been stuck there before AJ appears. Like, it really went from Keith's death and Tess just not reacting, but full on shocked that I think that's when she notices that the monster, as long as she isn't upset, the monster won't actually come to get her. So at some point, the monster just grabbed her and put her in that hole. And that's when Tess realizes exactly what's happening. Or the monster grabs her and takes her to that room with the TV playing and Tess connects the dots. So yeah, there is that. Um, as for the guy that I believe was a serial killer, uh, we do get a bit of his uh, past at one point in the movie, which I can't remember at the moment. It does appear that it was around the 70s or 80s, and people in that neighborhood that he lived in are all moving out, and he decides to stay there the whole time, which explains why that is the only house up and standing, besides the fact that AJ bought that house and didn't think much of it, the weird guy that he is. But anyways, if I'm right that that time of his backstory is around the 1780s, though that time period is when psychopaths basically reigned the world or the US, I guess. That's when people started building profiles on them and learning how to catch them and how they act. He had a whole ruse and everything. He put on a whole uniform and entered that woman's house, pretend to be checking the electricity, went to the bathroom, unlocked the window. So for all we know, he, she could have been another victim. Now I want to go back to the homeless guy. The homeless guy did explain how uh, the monster does come out at night. And well, Tess does listen to him, but doesn't actually take his advice. Not fully anyways, because she is still trying to get AJ because she has a good conscience. So yeah, there's, there's that. <laughs> but sadly, that homeless guy does die. That guy was just trying to help, man. He was just trying to help and tell people about the monster. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, I know I like jumped around a whole lot, but I did try to be more, uh, I guess, concise about my review and thoughts on this movie more than I was when I started talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> but yeah, that that was that's it. That's basically it. Um, so yeah, the story was good. I was even satisfied with the ending. I liked how it ended. The, the pacing was done so well, in my opinion. It wasn't too fast, but it wasn't too slow. It was, it was, it was great. It was great. I honestly highly recommend that you watch this movie, even if you, I basically just spoiled it for you, because you're a weirdo and you wanted to get spoiled. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't tell you how it ends, so there's that. <laughs> So I do, I do honestly recommend you watch this movie, or if you liked how I explained it, then I guess that's fine. I, I think I gave you all the key points, so I think you have some ability to talk about it. I don't know. You'll just have to test out my, my, you'll, you'll just have to test it out. Um, but yeah, if you like a quick 
gore scenes or horror with a thought out i feel like i said horror weird or horror 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 what okay if you like horror i feel like i'm saying it wrong <laughs> okay it's a great movie i recommend you watch it that is it um you know it's also it's kind of got a, a sort of happy ending characters did die but I, as long as tess was alive i am happy it's a happy ending, in my opinion. If you like movies that make you think for a moment before it gives you another part of the story, this is this is the movie for you, man. The quick gore scenes, but it's very gory. That's why it's gore scenes. This is the movie for you. If you like horror that makes you think, and it has a well-thought-out plot and story, this is the movie for you. That is it with The Barbarian. And that is it for this episode, actually. Yeah, like I said, it's it was a very quick episode today because I just have a lot of things going on and I did want to keep posting podcasts and talk about a few things here and there, but you know, there's no banter right now, so it's me basically just providing information about the film industry and my thoughts on a movie, which actually, next episode, I will be talking about the Netflix announcement stuff, but also will be talking about The Black Coat's Daughter, which is another horror movie that I've been meaning to watch, but just haven't had the chance. I'll probably be talking about more Warrior Nun, and probably even The Dragon Prince, since their new season just came out. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that is it for now. Remember, if you want to follow me on social media, uh, you can find me at all social media platforms except for Facebook at The Exotic Owl. And why don't I have Facebook? Because like, why would I have that? Anyways, yeah, I'll talk to y'all next week.